Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Hey NYC, someone is about to become iconic. Starting July 8th, myself and Lindsay Kay will be producing a brand new competition called Iconic at Icon in Astoria. Hosted by Heidi Ho, this new competition will feature up-and-coming queens of the city as they battle it out for an incredible prize package. And guess what? At Iconic, you, the audience, will be our fourth judge. Mark your calendars for Sunday nights this summer as we crown the next Iconic Drag Superstar. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It's Pride Time, and today on the podcast, I'm joined by two artists who are bringing stories of struggling artists to the stage each month at the legendary Stonewall Inn in their show, Broken Tired. It's Sarah Hill and Gunnar Streetsall. Hi, everyone. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing uh, well, except for the broken rib. Oh, God. (laughs) Tell tell, tell everyone the story. Um, So, yeah, last night, I mean, it was bar antics. Uh, I was in Murray Hill, so, you know, a lot of straight white guys, and, uh, yeah, a straight white guy broke my rib, uh, on accident, he was just trying to put me on his lap, because I guess maybe he wasn't as straight as he claimed to be, but... Naturally, that's naturally <laughs> what happens. High bar stools, you never know what can happen. <laughs> well, that's an amazing story, but we're gonna talk about Broken Tired. Yes. Um, so the next edition is on June 19th mm-hmm. at the Stonewall. Yeah. Doors at 7.30. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about like the deets and like the origin of it all in a little bit. But first, we need to know about the two hosts of the event. So where are you both from? Uh, well, I grew up in uh, the South. I grew up in Georgia. Uh, and then I spent uh, high school in Michigan, which is when I realized how terrible the South was. And then uh, I moved here to attend Parsons, the new school for design for photography. Amazing. Sarah? I did the opposite, actually. I was born in Indiana, kind of moved around a lot, ended up in Memphis, um, went to school, studied musical theater at the University of Mississippi. Hotty toddy, what? Um, and then moved up here right after college and have been doing this thing for almost 10 years. Amazing. Yeah. Well, let's talk about what brought you both to New York. Mm. Why New York of all the cities in basically the world? I mean, I spent time in the South and the Midwest, so uh, always in suburbia with my parents. And I quickly realized I did not want to be in suburbia. Needed to get out. Yeah. (laughs) Needed to get the hell out. And, um, I mean, not only does New York have the best schools, so that was a easy choice for me. Like, oh, I want to move to New York. Um, because they had the best schools for photography and what I wanted to do, but also it's an amazing city. Um, Yeah, that's basically... Yeah. Like, (laughs) you know, I grew up singing and dancing, so it was natural that the musical theater thing was going to be in my life. I don't know what I would want to do any other way. Um, So where else would you want to go except the mecca of all of that to begin with? And, like, just do your best and go through the shit show that 
you have to with auditions and stuff to just kind of be there. Yeah, absolutely. Which is the point of our show. Exactly. <laughs> it's the shit show of trying to go to auditions. <laughs> now, what was it like adjusting to New York and the Northeast, really, for both of you? Um, personally, it was kind of a struggle because you're not really used to being on your own, really, because in college... Like, I lived an hour and a half away from where I went to school, so, like, I could always go home. But it was like I was far away, quote-unquote, but you weren't. So it was, like, getting out on your own, that kind of thing, like, helped you grow up pretty fast. But I never really, like, I started right away working in restaurants and stuff, so you kind of build your family really quickly. So it was easier than I thought in some ways and a lot harder than I thought in a lot of ways. I definitely agree with the, uh, when you move to New York, you grow up really fast. Um, And I also did the restaurant gig uh, when I first moved here. So, yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, that's your family, your coworkers Mm -hmm. and everything. Um, And a lot of people have already done it already in those kinds of situations, too. And, like, a lot of people in restaurants do musical theater mm-hmm. and like want to be in the arts so and that's was, exactly why we're doing the show is because we want to give people the chance who work in restaurants and stuff to actually perform and do what they want to do yeah um but i would say uh to your question um it wasn't difficult to adjust to new york but when i moved here i realized two things one is that uh everyone does cocaine and also cheese is really expensive Those are two very (laughs) interesting things. That was probably my first. Cheese is really expensive. It is really expensive. (laughs) I mean, yeah. I I guess I've never realized cheese is expensive because, like, I'm from the Northeast, so, like, I guess I've always had expensive cheese, so maybe I need to go to, like, the Midwest to get cheap cheese. Yeah. I mean, just, I could drive, like, an hour away from Michigan to get, like, Wisconsin cheese. Yeah, but that's also like, come on, you're going to the source there. We gotta, we gotta bring stuff in at this point. That's why it's more. Yeah, and then charge like four more dollars for it. It's true. Sorry. Well. <laughs> now, how did you two meet? Let's hear this story. Oh my god. Um. So, I live in Murray Hill, and I do not. She does not. She lives in... I live up in the Bronx. In the Bronx. And... But anyway, she works at a bar called Joshua Tree. That's in Murray Hill. It's a block away from my bar. Um, And... We'll put it out there. I host karaoke for a living at the moment. So every Monday night, we do karaoke at Joshua Tree. And one night... So she's the karaoke host there. One night, I refuse to go out in Murray Hill because, you know, it's all straight white businessmen. Um, hence the broken rib. <laughs> but, uh, so my boyfriend, uh, Paolo, was coming to visit me after his shift at Stonewall as a bartender. Um, but he had to pee so badly that he just ended up running into Joshua Tree. He couldn't make to, it. Yeah, he couldn't make it. So he just ran in there, 
you know, went to pee, uh, got a drink, because obviously he's not an asshole. He's a bartender. Well, there are us. Anyway. Um, <laughs> he's not one of them. Anyway, yeah, Paolo is not one of them. Um, but so after that, he made friends with all the bartenders there. So he started dragging me to Joshua Tree, even though I was like, no, I don't want to go to a Murray Hill bar. But uh, we started going there, made lots of friends, Sarah included. They started coming on Mondays, and I was like, oh, they're fun. They drink Jameson. Yeah. Oh, is that the definition of fun? Well, I guess so. I mean, it's not Jaeger. It was, it was. Would you have fun with people who do Jaeger? No. No. (laughs) No. I I just would question them in general, why you would pick Jaeger. Like, if you want to vomit the next day, drink Jaeger. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think it was like. Also, too, something that you could kind of start a conversation about, you know? Especially Absolutely. in a bar, you're like, oh my god, I like Jameson, too. Yeah, let's talk. And then, you know. So now, it was, it's karaoke night. It's karaoke night. Are the two of them singing? Paolo <laughs> is a great singer. He really is. He has He's a wonderful voice. phenomenal at singing. What's his um, karaoke song? He's got a list. Um, no, I would say his number one go-to, though, is Santeria. Okay. Yeah. Um, so he's not really, like, Broadway or anything like that. He's much more, like, a growly, uh... Rocker kind of guy. Yeah, but can hit those high notes. Um, I do sing karaoke, just not well. And what's your uh, go-to karaoke song? My go-to... Well, the first song he ever did at my karaoke was Santa Baby. Okay. Oh, that's right, because it was <laughs> okay. Christmas-themed. It was Christmas-themed, because it was Yeah, really Santa Christmas. Baby. Um, I also really like uh, Unfaithful by Rihanna. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, like, anything by Fiona Apple. Interesting, like interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, as a host of karaoke, yeah. I'm sure there are times where no one's doing it, so you have to, like, jump in. and. I actually them. blew my voice out last night doing that, because it was so slow with the basketball game in the rain. So, yeah. She is the most phenomenal singer I've actually ever heard. So what is your go-to karaoke song? Or what what song gets like the crowd pumped up and going? Um It depends. If I'm not working, Proud Mary, hands down. Okay. Go to if I'm not working. If I am, I try and go like a little easier, so I'll probably do like That's the way it is, Celine Dion. Okay, okay. Or like Want to dance with somebody, Whitney Houston? Like so one of those. So, some of the gay. Her range yeah. is crazy. And like I like the '90s, '80s, '90s divas. So yeah. anything that I can sing of them, I will. Oh, and I love Pink. Yeah. Um, Pink is my favorite artist. I can't sing any of her songs because they're too high, but I do say You're in Your Hand. You, you can't, like, bring them I down. Wanna... There's no option, like... Well, I do. It doesn't go well, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> but You in Your Hand, Sarah loves when I sing that because it's do. one of her favorite songs, too. That's one of my favorite things. And, you know, it's, like, a fun thing that everyone in the bar knows and can sing. No, I can change keys and stuff. It's also really hard sometimes to, when you know a song so well, to change the key. True. And then find it right away. Sure. Like, especially with a song like You and Your Hand, it's like, mm. dun, 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 and then it just goes right in. What is the most requested or most done? <sighs> so, um, I have a top three least favorite karaoke songs. Um, battling for first right now is What's Up, Four Non Blondes. But it's such a good song. 
if you hear it five days a week right, and it's right, butchered, right. it's not a good song anymore. Well, if it's butchered, but uh, Sensei, that was like the best. You saw Sensei, right? I have not. I haven't seen it. I've heard about it. I heard about it. Okay, I hate both of you. I'm not going to continue, and I'm actually going to leave. So, four non blondes. What's up, four non blondes? Wonderwall. Of course, that that's okay. And summer nights. I. You know what? What what is it about those three? I think it's they're all songs everybody knows well enough and can sing along to, but they don't really have to try that hard to sing along to them. That's fair. Now, like, so if I came in and, like, it was really drunk, because so I have to be, like, shit-faced to do karaoke. Yep, if I was, do. If I was, like, I want to do Bohemian Rhapsody, you'd be okay with that choice? Totally. Or oh, Friends yes. in Low Places, you'd be okay with that? Or not so much? Um, I'd probably make that a bathroom break song. Oh, okay. Yeah. Depending on how I get it. <laughs> what do you think about Closing Time and No Scrubs? Because um, those are both very popular. They're songs. They're songs. <laughs> Um, now, do you get people coming in doing like the new pop songs when, once they're like available? Yeah, I try. I try and get like as much as I can, as fast as I can. Sometimes the company that I go through doesn't really keep up, um, but I try and update it as much as I can so I can it ha- keep you, it Do you have fresh. no tears left to cry? Not yet. <gasps> it's not available, but Crazy. I also haven't checked in the last that, week. That's homophobic. It's Pride season. Get it. Hey. Come on, company. I do love that song, though. You'll be the first one to do it? Probably not. I'll no? probably let somebody else break in Ariana Grande. All right, all right. Yeah, you don't really... You don't your like voice it? is amazing, but you don't really have, like, an Ariana Grande. Because you, you say syllables and vowels and... <laughs> yeah, I know how to enunciate. And also, you don't really go into your head voice that much. Like, you're a belter. Yeah. I mean, she can belt like crazy. You have to hear. That's well, you'll hear her at the show if you yeah. can come. But... <sighs> So yeah. <laughs> you, you made, have this bond over karaoke. Let's talk about your show. Okay. Where where did the where where did it start? What inspired it? Um. So my boyfriend Paolo, uh, came up to me one day and was like, "Hey, I'd love. I mean, we all have so many talented friends. Uh, I'd really love to give them a space to perform at. Why don't we do like a cabaret show?" And I was like, oh my God, that'd be great. And he was like, I don't really want anything to do with it um, on like the front line. But uh, if we do it on Tuesday nights, I'll be the bartender because that's his shift. Uh, And so basically he was just like, can you be the host of it? And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll do that. Uh, I don't really know how to do that, but I'll figure it out and try my best. Um... But so, yeah, that's really where I came from was we just, we know so many talented people who want to perform, but are, you know, doing other jobs. Like uh, our last show, one of the girls is literally a customer service, like phone line. Mm -hmm. So she just sits there and answers the phone line and, you know, tries not to cry when people scream at her. Um, and then, like, another girl was one of Paolo's friends who used to work at a bar with him. Um, but, so, yeah, we just really wanted to give a chance to people um, so they could, you know, perform. 
Uh, and I came up with the idea of what if we make it about like the struggles of making New York City because you know that's the people we're featuring is people who are trying to make it in New York City as performers like you were saying earlier um, but working jobs that they necessarily don't dislike but that's not their dream survival jobs yeah Um, so that's where the idea for the show came from and then uh, we were at uh Pal and I were at Dos uh, Caminos, <laughs> and we were talking about the show, and I was like, what if the name was Broken Tired? Like, you're broken, <laughs> but also you're broke, and, and you're tired. tired. And <laughs> I was like, so that's great. Yeah. So very punny. Uh, but then <laughs> I got really scared, because like I said, I've never hosted before, and I didn't know if I'd be good, so... Uh, one Monday night when I was drinking a little too much. Over Jameson. I, <laughs> I asked Sarah to be my co-host um, because I have a background in uh, improv, which basically means like I'm not good at, uh, you know, coming up with jokes to say on stage or anything. So I wanted somebody I could work off with and work with well. So and she said yes and I yes pretty much <laughs> I was like yeah it, a the concept is genius because there are a lot of cabaret shows but none of them really feature it in this way and that's the other thing we want something super different so yeah. we don't want just like another drag show in the West Village uh, we didn't want just you mean like there are another too many of those <laughs> I should go check one out for once <laughs> kidding kidding. <laughs> No, yeah. I mean, do, do go check those out. But I don't know, like this time around too, because we did our first show last month and it went really, really well. But it was saying yes to this project was A, getting to do this with my friends and B, like getting to show off my other friends. Because there are so many talented people in New York that don't get seen and it's it's stupid it's so stupid and this this month we're actually um so the bartender who works at joshua tree uh his name is michael burkus uh but he goes by sugar tits yes he does he is a gay man working at a straight bar in murray hill so um but he's very masculine and whatnot so Mm -hmm. he can pass as straight but uh he actually works on Monday nights while Sarah's doing karaoke. But so this month we're having him perform. Um, where was I going with this? Uh, oh, it's uh, his uh, New York. Sorry. It's his uh, first New York City performance. Oh, amazing. Debut. Yeah. So he grew up in Ohio and like was a dancer and did choreography and stuff like that. So he he's done the performing side before, but hasn't gotten a chance in New York yet so Amazing. and that's exactly what we're trying to give people with yeah. our show well, who else do you have this month uh, we also have a woman named uh, Melissa Driscoll she uh, works a lot for Stonewall um, she doesn't work for Stonewall but she does a lot with like their charity uh, the Stonewall just recently launched uh, the Stonewall Inn initiative which gives to money to multiple charities uh, depending on you know, the party and Amazing. what month it is. But, I mean, it's always obviously centered around LGBTQ plus community. Um, but so Melissa Driscoll works a lot with them for the charities. 
And she also, uh, there's another show at Stonewall. Uh, it's an annual show on uh, Wednesdays, and it actually just ended two weeks ago. Um, but it's called Stonewall Sensation. It's a singing competition. It's like American Idol, mm-hmm. but she's one of the judges for that. So we have her. Um, then we have a guy named Danny Murphy, who is a stand-up comedian. He's a friend of my friend Dana. He works for Hearst Magazine. Um, so, you know, like, they have, like, L. That's actually all I can remember right now. Um, I was like, I cannot help you there. I have Hearst, no idea. Yeah, I didn't no, know Hearst this is like, it's like Condé Nast. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, literally, those are the only two companies that matter are Condé Nast and Hearst. Um, so, Condé Nast has like Team I'm you getting off topic, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> uh, so, he's a stand up comedian. So, that's what he'll be doing. And then we also uh, have Carlos, the Uber driver. Yeah. I know Carlos. Know very, Carlos oh. was on this uh, podcast before. We did a recap. Uh, oh, okay. God, I can't even tell you what season anymore because All Stars three and season ten blended right into each other. They really did. right? They were so yeah. close together. It was kind of weird. Yeah, but it was too too close together. Yeah, oh, well. I agree. But you it can... sounds like a fun show. <laughs> yeah, it'll it's be a lot of fun. fun. Um, and everybody gets about ten to fifteen minutes to, to do, do what they want, what they want, and do their thing and tell their story. Exactly. And this month we actually have. Uh, last month there was a little snafu with another show that was. Maybe going to be happening, but then it ended up not happening, but it cut our time. But this month, we'll actually have more time to uh, talk to the contestants and really get to know them. Yeah. Um, nice. Now, what are your dreams with this project? Big dreams. Dream big. I mean, I think it'd just be great to just show off people and make sure that hopefully... Very soon, there will be people in the audience that actually can help them and bring them into casting agents and talent scouts. And then once they're on Broadway, they can be like, thank you, Broken Tired. Yeah, that's definitely the... (laughs) um, I mean, that's exactly why my boyfriend came up with the idea for the show, uh, was to get reviewers in and stuff and maybe get people noticed that might not otherwise have opportunities to get people noticed. Um... But I am not my boyfriend. I'm just in it for the money. Oh, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is like a really cool way to showcase talent through throughout New York. How can people listening or who attend the show uh, get involved in the future? Um, Honestly, if you want to get involved, just find one of the three of us. If you come to the show and you're like, this is great, I'd like to be a part of it, just come to us and talk to us. We're around... Like, or even just like go to Stonewall and ask one of the bartenders if they can get in contact with us. Like we should put a Facebook group together though, so like they could look it up on Facebook. like a page. Yeah, yeah, because I only have the events right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, just literally reach out to us. We're all. I mean, we're not like. If we don't really know who you, we'll probably ask you to like send us a song that you sing or like yeah. a reel or something, just so we can know like who to put you with in what month and like and it's definitely not just singers either no, like i said we have a stand-up anything. comedian this month um it can be anything uh the only thing is uh you know the stonewall stage um it's small so like really the only thing we can't do is dancers 
unless they have a way to dance on that small of a stage. But, but last time we we had one girl do a performance piece with two dancers, and it was. She had two interpretive dancers. So it was freaking awesome. I, it was the highlight of the night, actually. It was so maybe that's not fair to say that um, we can't do just, dancers. Yeah, but. if you want to do a dance, just know that it's very restricted space. Yeah. And, just a little bit. A little and, bit. And make it a little more intimate with the dance. But Yeah, but no, we're looking for all kinds of performers. Uh, just as long as you can find a way to make it about New York and... Well, How difficult it might it, be. I think I know a couple of people who can pass your way. It's more like make it about you and make it about yeah. what your journey makes and, you yeah. the, I, I don't know, I guess like show off a little bit, but like show off you and not what you can do kind of situation. Awesome. Well, in like the that. theme of New York... Um, I like to play games on the podcast. So we're going to play a little game. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. I love we're gonna, games. We're going to oh play a game called This or That. I'm going to give you two options, and you have to pick which one you would pick. Okay. You ready? Wait, so we pick which one we like better? Mm-hmm. or yeah. Okay. Okay. So the first one, subway or bus? Subway. Subway. East Village or West Village? West Village. Because it's gay. You probably. I like don't East like Village going better. out in either. They're too stressful. For oh, me. really? Um, I, w- I would probably pick the West Village if I okay. had to. Yankees or Mets? I have to say Yankees because I live by the stadium. I have to, but I've been to more Mets games. But I'll say Yankees. I'm way too gay to care about sports. <laughs> <laughs> Brooklyn or Queens? in both. I like Queens better. I think Queens. That's the right answer. You're in yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dollar pizza or papaya dog? Dollar pizza. Dollar pizza. Although papaya dog does have actually a pretty good veggie burger. Do they? Yeah. I never had it. The Metropolitan Opera or the Metropolitan Museum of Art? Uh, Museum of Art. Sorry, I went to art school. <laughs> well, I've never been to the Met Opera, so yeah. I would love to. I would say opera. Taco truck or halal cart? Hello, cart. Oh, are you fucking kidding me? What? Well, because I used to live on um, 15th and 1st uh, in Stuyvesant. And so the halal guys, their cart was right there. Oh, and so they you were like, like they were my They were my source of like every meal for like my freshman year. No, man. They're lived, still, they're, they're better. I lived up in Washington Heights a few years ago and they have the best taco trucks. Like, okay, well, the whole lot guys so had the best authentic halal. and delicious. <laughs> but you... Uh, whatever. <laughs> We're going to fight about this later. <laughs> Uber or Lyft? Lyft because I have a horrible Uber rating. <laughs> Why? When it... <laughs> oh, God. Well, when it first came out, there were, like, some glitches and stuff. And I have an Android, so, of course, it doesn't work as well anyway. And uh, we were leaving a bar and... Nobody would want to pick me up, so I kept canceling and canceling and canceling. And then one guy didn't actually cancel it and called me and was like, I'm here. And was like, we already caught a cab. That's why I canceled it. So he charged me anyway, and I called and complained. And Oh, boy. It all went downhill from there. I'm going to have to pick a lift just because of a hilarious story about my best friend, Daisy. Uh, she 
was in a lift, really drunk, and she threw up all over the lift. So, of course, they kicked her out, uh, and they charge a $60 cleaning fee if you puke in it. So, instead of paying it, she just canceled her credit card. (gasps) And now she's banned from Lyft. (laughs) And I just think it's the funniest thing. So, actually, probably I wouldn't pick Lyft. I'd pick Uber. Uh, I just think it's a funny story about Lyft. (laughs) I've actually heard a lot of good things about Juno, and I think I want to try Juno. Well, also, I think Uber, like, came out as, like, super anti-gay or something. Like, the the owner's, like, super homophobic or something. So, okay, I cha- yeah, I'm going back to I support Lyft. <laughs> Starbucks or Dunkin' Donuts? Starbucks. Starbucks. The Brooklyn Bridge or the Williamsburg Bridge? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Coney Island or the High Line? Coney Island. Can ISIS just, like, destroy both of them? What? <laughs> no, then we can have the Mermaid Parade. Okay, I'm going to pick the High Line only because uh, like I was a, on no, I was a TA for a photography class at ICP and I had to take them to Coney Island and it was the hottest day of the year. It was like 103 degrees and I'm out here on Coney Island like trying to keep track of kids. That's not Coney Island's fault. <laughs> well, <laughs> I still had a bad experience, so thank you. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. And finally, Central Park or Governor's Island? Central Park. Central Park. Yeah, all right, all right. So you agree on a couple things, disagree on a couple things? Fucking halal, really? (laughs) It's so much better. When do the arts enter your lives? My mom says that I came out of the womb singing and dancing, so I've pretty much been doing that every day of my life forever um I didn't really fully get into the full theater thing though until (laughs) I saw cats and I was like oh "Oh my god God." (laughs) no okay (laughs) I will debate this forever we are learning so much about each other (laughs) cats is is my show man I can't um but I was like oh my god I can sing and dance and play and, a cat. and act like a cat for two hours. Who would you want to play? Is the best. Um, I actually like Demeter. Okay, all right. Yeah, or a bum ballerina. Nice. The tall, slutty one. Um, I do like seeing Memory, though. But I've also sung it forever. How Why t- are you looking at me like that? How many that? times did you sing it during karaoke? Um, I've never heard you sing it. Oh, great. You're going to make me sing it tonight, aren't you? Yeah. Um... <laughs> Not very often, actually. I try not to sing very much at karaoke anymore, but... um. Oh, that is so not true. If any... Last Monday, she sang literally half the songs. Because was nobody was singing. She sang, like, 20 different songs. It's like, six. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, you're getting sassy on me. Um, but, yeah, I've been doing the arts forever and then realized when I was, like, 13 or 14 that I could do all of it on the same stage and, like... Have fun. And nice. just be a cat. Yeah, I'm more of a... Um, I'm not really a performer. I'm more of a, you know, like, museum art kind of person. Um, but I, I... I love seeing performances. But uh, my background... I always love to draw. Uh, 
and my best friend in elementary school was much better at drawing than I was, which always made me very angry. So I just kept drawing and drawing and drawing and practicing and trying to get better at it. Um, I still love to draw, but then in high school, I had a couple friends that were quote unquote photographers. Um, and then my dad got a, a DSLR camera for uh, my parents' trip on an Alaskan cruise. And so I kind of just stole it from him, started taking photography classes and Boom. then went to college for it. Yeah, because I realized that even though I was three gate. Uh, Three gays? You're three gays? <laughs> I was... Uh, okay, so everyone... Okay, background. Everyone expected me to go to, like, MIT or something because I was three grades ahead and advanced in math. So I, like, took AP Calculus my sophomore year of high school. Uh, so everyone just expected me, God. like, <laughs> to go into, like, math or science or something. But... Uh, yeah, no, I picked... You're an artist. I picked the arts, yeah. And I went into photography. Who are some of your inspirations as artists? Hmm. I have too many. Um, Audrey McDonald. Mm-hmm. I freaking love her. Um, again, my 80s and 90s divas. I'll listen to them forever. Like go back and listen to the bodyguard soundtrack alone Whitney like run to you just like screams at me. and you get to listen to Michelle Visage a little bit a little bit yeah um who else really inspires me too many people what about you Gunnar what do you think um I think my favorite photographer is probably Erwin Olaf um I take a lot of inspiration from him um, I take a lot of inspiration, not for my art, but just for how I like to uh, present myself to the world from Pink. Again, I love Pink. I think she's such a badass. Um, America's Next Top Model is probably... Yeah, America's Next Top Model is why I went into photography. Really? Because um, I just... Yeah, I love those photo shoots, and I was, like, so jealous, and I was just like, I want to take cool pics like that. Like, do you put like a tarantula dream, Do you have, like, a face. dream subject, a dream model you want to shoot? Or actor, or, or drag queen, or who who, who, do you, who do you want to shoot? You better see me. I, yeah, he, he I would. Shot you yet? No. I would prefer. My dream would be to have, like, a huge campaign for, like, Calvin Klein, or, like, Stephen Klein, or, like, just some big campaign, but use, uh amateur models because again I'd like to get them known um, but also my dream would be to shoot Rihanna just because I want to be her best friend because I mean it's Rihanna That's well fair. you, you just put, you put it out in the universe maybe it'll happen now Rihanna if you're listening yeah do you have a dream collaborator or a dream like show you would love to be in besides cats <laughs> <laughs> great that's gonna be there forever um Yes, actually, and it's a role that I will never get to play because I am not the right type for it at all. Um, I would love to play Aida 
mm-hmm. and Elton John and Tim Rice's Aida. But I am not a Nubian princess. Sadly, no. At all. No, you're going to be singing My Strongest Seed for the rest of your life. Yeah, which isn't a bad thing. No. Don't get me wrong, but it's not easy as life. No. It's not. She, she's got some killer songs. Like, I'm pretty sure... I don't know where that CD went, but I'm pretty sure I, like, scratched that thing raw listening to that so much. Like, Did you have the concept album also? Not till later. I, I found out about that one in college, actually. And I got a lot of good stuff in college that I, like, learned more about. But, yeah, I saw it on stage in Memphis, and I, like boo-hooed my freaking eyes out and I was like I want to be her and I was like I'm never gonna get to be her was it like a touring production or was it um, it was the national tour so it would have been Deborah Cox I don't remember who it was probably Deborah Cox I don't remember um but it was absolutely stunning like ugh there's the one part where they're being locked in the tomb and Mm -hmm. all of a sudden the violins just break in like I will listen to that part over and over and over it's a beautiful musical. Spoiler, they get locked in a tomb. Love. Uh, I don't know if you knew this, but actually, um, my boyfriend, Paolo, his uh, aunt was in Miss Saigon on he Broadway. He did tell me that. He did tell yeah. me that. Yeah. Um, she was one of the hookers. <laughs> but nice. uh, The original or the revival? The original. Nice. Um, but she also teaches... Uh, uh, drama class for like students for a summer program so she's actually helping us a lot with getting people for a show and so she sends like her students our way yeah how do you guys stay artistically active i mean cocaine no that's a joke (laughs) i don't i don't do drugs (laughs) i i tend to find myself just listening to musical theater all the time because doing the karaoke thing I get to sing and do that kind of stuff but I don't really get to learn all the newer stuff that way so I watch a lot of YouTube actually like I watch so many all those Broadway.com videos like all those things just to like know what's still going on and listen to all the new stuff and like see what could be like what could possibly make me want to go back and audition again pretty much um but i listen to it all the time like it's still number one all the way probably shows yeah i would say most of uh my inspiration comes from reading uh i probably read like five or six books a week uh because I'm insane. Um, but I would say, yeah, most of my infer- uh, inspiration comes from reading. And then I like to, you know, use photography or drawing or whatever medium I choose at the point to kind of illustrate whatever I'm reading. Um, and I'm also really into mythologies of, like, all religions and cultures. And I take a lot of inspiration from that. Nice. What is your favorite New York City pastime? Oh, God. <laughs> you can go first this time. I, gotta I mean, that. obviously drinking. That's what we all do. <laughs> that's what um, we do. We do that pretty well. Done favorite that for a New while. York pastime. I have to say, I 
absolutely hate beaches, but last summer I spent like all summer uh, with my boyfriend and all of his friends that work at Stonewall at uh, Rockaway mm-hmm. Beach. And I have to say, first of all, that beaches are a lot more fun if you're drinking. Uh, and also, yeah, that was just, yeah. Which Rockaway did you go to? Which beach? Well, we did a couple because we did um, Reese because that's a gay one. I hated that one, though, because uh, the water was, like, filled with trash. Like, you couldn't even mm. walk into the water because it was just filled with trash. Um, but we also, we usually went to uh, 92nd Street. Okay. Um, and you should definitely come out with us I do. I, this summer. I like Playland, 96th Street. It's called Playland. It's fun in itself. Okay. But it's quieter. Don't go to Playland. <laughs> <laughs> no, like when I would go out there, it was a lot quieter and there weren't kids running around everywhere. And... Ugh, I hate kids. <laughs> What's your secret spot of New York City? Secret spot. Um, 10th Avenue, <laughs> 9th Avenue. Like, that's usually where I hang out anyway. I don't really have, like a full-on secret spot. I tend to go to the same places over and over again. I really like because um, I'm on Third uh, Avenue, and I really like going over to the waterfront on the east side. Um, there's a really cute, uh, little park, uh, on the water side, on the east side, and, uh, I'm really into Pokemon Go, cause, why not? So, I'll walk over there playing Pokemon Go, and then I'll go to the waterfront to catch all the water Pokemon. <laughs> How many Pokemon do you have so far? I have a good amount, not as much as, like, all the other bartenders at Stonewall, because they all play it. Um, but I do have a... You're doing okay. ...fair good amount of Pokemon, and I do have more legendaries than most of them, so... Oh. See, we were talking about this last week. I didn't think people still played Pokemon Go. So, like, they both got <laughs> out their phones, <laughs> and they, like, he and Paolo both started playing, and I was like, people still play that? I I yes, like you do. I grew up kind of like when Pokemon originally like came out. Mm-hmm. I was like probably on the borderline of being a little too old for it. Mm-hmm. But my brother was like huge into it, and he'll still play all that shit. And like my friends who are my brother's age, like six years younger than me, are still playing it. And I'm like, nope. I played it for a couple months, and I got bored. And me my too. Data, my data drain and this like battery draining, not worth it. I'm, I have an addictive personality anyway. Let's stop it now. Moving on. Moving See, on. See, I'm so excited because on this, uh, I have the Nintendo Switch. That was my like big birthday gift, and they're coming out with a new Pokemon game. Um, on November 18th and the Pokemon that you've caught in Pokemon Go you can actually transfer to that game so you can have all those Pokemon so I'm super excited look at this marketing they're good they're good at it (laughs) they are well we're gonna move into the pop five rapid fire so I'm gonna give you five pop culture type things stories and you're going to say the first thing that comes to mind story word phrase whatever you want about it these may be things you know about what you don't know about We'll find out. Okay. Number one is Nike's flip-flop fanny pack. 
Fanny packs are still a thing? So basically, they have these new flip-flops that have a fanny pack built into, like, the... the oh, I did see that. I did see that. So um, wait, so you can put things in your flip-flop? Yeah, cool. like, the strap is a fanny pack instead of... And it comes in three cool summer colors. I wouldn't... If they come in lime green, they're mine. They I'm going to get those. I. It's lime green and teal. I'm getting a new <gasps> house if you do that. <laughs> Well, I won't wear them for the show. I'll I'll wear them everywhere else. <laughs> but it's like, what that's do you awesome. put in there? What fits? A condom? I mean... Yeah, what that's are, true. Yeah. Nothing would fit in there. Pennies? Coke, your Coke, right? <laughs> I don't actually you do could, cocaine. I mean, <laughs> that was a joke. You could probably like roll up dollar bills and stuff and stick them in there. Probably. Like fold it up and I mean, it's, so I guess it it's good like for the beach. You don't out. have to bring like giant bags of shit. I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure there's a reason for it. I carry around a but lot of But you still have to bring the giant in. bags to sneak the alcohol onto the beach, so... Unless, you, unless you're unless you able to, like, uh, put the little bottles in there. Well, who drinks those? Is the pouch big <laughs> enough to put the bottle in there? Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll have to get a pair and report back to us. Yeah. Deal. Number I don't two... Think we're doing this right. <laughs> number two is Mean Girls the Musical. <laughs> Obsessed. I haven't even heard all the music, and I'm obsessed. What is your favorite song so far? I think Apex Predator. Okay. I think. Um, I'm. I just listened to the album yesterday because it's like if I'm gonna be in like the same room as Tina Fey and I want to try to like, meet her, I didn't get to meet her, but I did see her. I was like, if I need to like have a conversation, I need to know a little bit about the show. Um, and I'm kind of feeling Revenge Party. That's a good one. It's fun. It's upbeat. Revenge Party. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. My, my problem with this show is, this, like, the first time I listened to it, it was like, I'm listening to Heather's. It's the same It's the same sound. girl, too, mm. and that yeah. kind of mm. threw me off at first. I was like, wait. Same, like, it's the same girl, same sound of her voice, same angsty tone. Well, I'm not sure if I'm feeling it, but uh, let me let me see the show, because I love the girls. The movies, yeah, I, so. I do want to see it. I. If you do see it, I don't know anything about Mean Girls the Musical, but... Uh, one of the greatest Cuban restaurants in New York City is right across from the theater. Good so definitely go to the Cuban place across the theater. Good to know. Yeah. I would love to be in that. As? I might be a little too old, but I think I could pull it off. Mm, um, mm, did you see who's in that show? Uh, <laughs> Kate Rockwell, I think, is probably older than I am. Okay. Well, that makes so. me feel better. I would love to play Regina, but Karen would be fun. Yeah. Oh, you'd make a great Karen. Play the dumb blonde before, so <laughs> I think I can pull it off. Right? Right. Number three is Kanye West. Overrated. Completely overrated. Let's move on. And nuts. <laughs> <laughs> great. Number four is Solo, a Star Wars story. I mean, I'm kind of a Star Wars fan. Um... Oh, actually, if I want to, I do want to talk about how pissed off people were at a female lead in a Star Wars movie with a few, like, recent ones. Um, huh? Because Ray was the female lead. Uh, yeah. I mean, she was the lead in the film, and a lot of Star Wars fans who you know are straight white people were like, females in this. But, um... I have no thoughts on Star Wars Solo 
on so I, the lead yeah. guy's cute yeah he seems cute I, I've not seen the movie yet so he I'll, seems I'll a little short isn't, isn't Donald Glover in that he is too? he's amazing yeah that, I love that him that man's a genius yeah I do love him and number five we're gonna make it a little serious for a hot second the Supreme Court ruling in favor of the homophobic baker I think it's a difficult I mean, I definitely, as a gay man, want to say that that's absolutely unacceptable. But at the same time, when you think about, you know, like, I don't want to force, like, prayer into schools. Like, I don't want to force Jewish people to have to prepare pork uh, if it's against their religion. So I think... um, I think it's stupid. I think it's very over... Oh, what's the word? Like, it's it's way too media... It's mm-hmm. kind of sad that it had to Heavy. go that far. Yeah, it is sad that it had to go that far. But at the same time, I mean, I think people are entitled to... their thoughts, even if I don't agree, agree. with them. That's fair. I mean, like, maybe it's time um, for us to, dare I say, borrow something from the NRA and give companies and businesses ratings where, like, the HRC mm. can be like, this place has a zero rating in for HRC. And that will allow people um, to decide, okay, that's someone who's not going to support me anyway. I'd rather just we not even support be that. there. See, that that would make it a little easier, too. So you, like... Know they, before you go. You'd know before you go, so you don't have to deal with any of the backlash. Or or have companies reach out to like HRC or whoever and be like, we are supportive, give us something to announce that and let people know. Could there be backfire? Of course there could be. because There's always going to be there's backfire. Nowadays there's always somebody saying something bad. Is it a way to target people? Bad. Perhaps. But I feel like let's do something to make to turn this issue into a positive yeah. I we, think that's what we're kind of lacking right now, especially with such a divisive... Um, yeah, we're just very divided in this country right now, and I think so. we need to focus more on trying to look at the positives of things. Yeah. And yeah. I agree with you totally. Like, if you know before you go into some place that they're not going to want you there, it's a lot easier mm-hmm. not to. But it's like a completely different thing from the segregation thing that happened a long time ago. Like, it would be, you're not allowed. Right. Instead of, no. Well, it would be, I'm not going to go there. Instead of, I mean, if if that place wants to be open about it, let them decide, choose to, and let us know beforehand. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, exactly. Well, on the podcast, I have my previous guest ask my current guest a question. So this is a question from Honey Davenport. Oh my God. The question is, (laughs) I love her. How do you plan to use your art to heal, fix, or change the world you live in? Ooh. Um. Oh. That's a. Damn. Okay. Um, I think it's always, um, personally, from an art perspective, uh, such as like museum and performance art or whatever. 
uh, medium you're using, I think it's extremely important to create art that brings up very extremely controversial issues. Because uh, I think it gets people talking on both sides and... Um, I don't know. That's always the art I love. It's very, like, controversial. Uh, like, Piss Jesus. Uh, I forget the artist's name, but he literally created uh, uh, Jesus on the cross, and it was made out of pee and blood. Um, but I, I don't know. I think those, like, controversial... Hmm. Like, the things that... Anything that's banned is also great for me. Um... I also forget this artist's name. I'm a terrible art student. Um, but he used uh, elephant dung on a painting he created of Jesus. I don't know why I always have to do with Jesus. But he used elephant dung on it, and it was uh, actually banned in the United States from being allowed to be shown um, because it was so offensive. But actually, he was from a tribe in Africa where... Uh, elephant dung was seen as like a holy thing that was like really it was like the highest honor to put it on that piece of artwork so I think just like things like that that create conversation like you know where America's banning a piece of artwork because they see it as offensive whereas the artist Mm -hmm. uh, actually used it in a way to honor something just I didn't even click you um, but yeah so just like I, I think things like those really do generate um, a lot of publicity and also get people talking about different cultures so is that what you like to do as an artist yeah I would say like to bring um, I mean for money I do commercial stuff but uh for my like artwork uh i would definitely say i like to kind of try and see if i can cross that line and get a conversation going about different issues yes i think for me mine's a lot smaller i think if i can look just with the karaoke side i guess um if i can just make one person feel good about themselves and like be happy in a moment. I think that's the biggest thing right now because so many people are going through so many crazy things. That sounds so cheesy. Why are you laughing at me? I'm laughing because my answer was, I want to watch the world burn. And yours is like, I want to make one person happy. Yeah. (laughs) And this is why we work so well. Yeah. Because we're different people. But No, I think just like, bringing light and fun back to the arts is a good thing and yeah there can be lots of conversations and everything else and i think sometimes the arts get a back seat to everything else that have 100%. that are kind of going on in the world yeah, absolutely. so just like a reappreciation and to make someone's day i think that'll be yeah I think that's my answer. Well, now is your time to make my next guest day, because it's your turn to ask a question. So come come together, decide on a question for my next guest. It can be crazy, funny, stupid. Do we know serious. who that is yet? We nope. can we can ask whatever the heck Anything we want. You want. 
Hmm. We gotta put our brains together. Jesus Christ. I haven't had coffee um, today. So my brain's kind of yeah, not being either. super creative. Um What if it's something like super cheesy, like your most embarrassing on stage moment? <gasps> what? I do like that. What about just like the most embarrassing moment that's happened in your life? That'd be fun. Yeah. Okay. The most embarrassing moment. That's in full in detail. <laughs> in full detail. We want all the details. What were you wearing that day? Awesome. Well, what I'm did excited you to hear. That'll be okay. Why not? Did it include diarrhea? Because mine did. Oh. Wait. What? <laughs> I, no, the hospital gave it. me a bunch of medication that the first like most like well-known side effect is you just have diarrhea so I just kept crapping my pants God. like randomly and then um this was like a couple of months ago this wasn't like when I was a child and um <laughs> On Valentine's Day, Paolo and I had this reservation at like a really nice restaurant, and on our way to find a cab, I shit my pants. And so I was like, okay, you need to go to the restaurant, tell them you're going to be a little late, tell them I'll be there soon, I have to go back home and change. Oh boy. Well, maybe his next guest can't top that. Maybe we should go. <laughs> <up with that. laughs> should we get a new question? Maybe we should come up Is with that new the question. most embarrassing? I don't know. If I, I can't top that. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't really embarrassing because Paolo was very understanding. Because you know him, he's such a sweet guy. Yeah. But but... Well, now that I, I know wasn't that really story. that embarrassed. <laughs> I was just laying crap myself. See you soon at the restaurant. That's Love funny. you. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> well, if you've made it this far in the podcast, use hashtag Broken Tired. Broken Tired is on Tuesday, June 19th at the Stonewall Inn. Doors at 730. Where can we find you both on social media? Um, Sarah Hill on Facebook. Gunnar Streetzel on Facebook. S-T-R-I-E-T-Z-E-L. Um, my Instagram is also Gunnar Streetzel. Yeah, my if you want to find me on Facebook, you have to put in Sarah Hill Ole Miss O L E M I S S or New York because there are a lot of Sarah Hills in the world. Um and Instagram is at Sarah Christine Hill, all one word. Amazing. All lowercase. Well, go check out Broken Tired. Thanks for doing this. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Thanks once again to Gunnar and Sarah for joining me. Make sure to tap that subscribe button and leave us a five-star review. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenown.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.